Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with a topic. This was my first and last experience with Team Fortress 2. So a few days ago, I played Team Fortress 2 for the first time. Here is the footage. It is not accessible anywhere else on the internet and I will not be putting it anywhere on the internet for reasons that are gonna become apparent very soon. As I tweeted out here, played Team Fortress 2 for an hour, figured it'd be fun or I'd get to see some weird bots. I spent most of the time going through settings and installing mods to try and turn off porn and slurs. I was okay with the possibility of a bad experience, but I don't want to be banned. The odds of me being banned are small. If I was on TikTok, I'd be banned instantly, but in general, probably not gonna happen, but it's still annoying, right? People would hold up signs with like porn on it. It was surprising to me how bad it was. Like I know the game is quite old, but you think like one patch to change the default settings so that when the game loads in, it isn't in like 480p or something. Like you should be able to fix some of that stuff, right? An ability to have some sort of a mode to turn off that kind of stuff seems obvious, but apparently you need mods to turn off a lot of stuff and some stuff you can't turn off. So people can rename their guns and they can rename them to just every slur imaginable and there's nothing you can do to turn that off. Surely there must be a mod somewhere that does it, but I was surprised how bad it was and how easy it was to fuck with people. The only other experience I had ever had with playing Team Fortress 2 was when a viewer challenged me to it like five years ago or something. And so I was a small streamer then. And so I just played one round with him and that was it. I've always liked the idea of Team Fortress 2 and how it's presented in YouTube in, I guess, a lot more of a romanticized kind of way with all the machinima and memes and, 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 and whatnot and the people very passionate about it. But actually playing the game, it, it just seems fairly mundane, you know? Like when I got to play the game, it was like, oh, this is all right, but doesn't seem worth all the hassles as a streamer, you know? It just seemed very counterproductive, these people wanting to fuck with me. Like apparently some of these people sold bots. Like why would you fuck with streamers uh, bringing attention to the game if you want to sell products that are dependent upon the game being successful? That just seems kind of dumb. Wouldn't you want more people to be brought into the ecosystem so you can sell them your products? If you just bully and or scare away anyone who takes a sincere interest in the game, the game will just die and you have no one to sell anything to. It seems like a very short-term, short-sighted business strategy. I don't know if you know this, guys, but porn and slurs don't, like, shock me or something. I play GTA 5 for a living, and I exist on the internet more than anyone else. They're existing as distractions, and they're existing as things that potentially could get me sanctioned by social media platforms are my concern. It's not like my sensibilities is some reason why I'm avoiding this stuff. It's, I don't want to be sanctioned by these platforms. But basically, we'll not be playing Team Fortress 2 ever again. Fuck it, not worth the effort. There's like a million other games I could be playing. Such is life, I guess. Are bans on Twitch biased in favor of large streamers? Buaza says, Amaranth has been banned for the eighth time, but is still a partner. As you can see here, Twitch partner Amaranth has been banned, but she was unbanned after one day, three minutes and 15 seconds. So Buaza asks, is there a class system on Twitch where being part of the 1% makes you invincible? I wouldn't say it makes you invincible. I mean, they did nuke Dr. Disrespect. Obviously, Twitch has a preference for keeping the big, famous, popular money earners on the platform, especially considering that there are very few big female Twitch streamers. They probably want to keep some of those around. That isn't to say that they necessarily get overarching preferential treatment, but I'm sure Twitch is aware that of the, the, the uh, I guess you call it gender imbalance at the top. And so if they can avoid it, they probably not want to create a further imbalance, right? It's not a good look. There are examples of people at the top being nuked off the platform. It's just uncommon. And I think that's just the case in every industry, right? It is the case though that being banned does have some small repercussions, right? Like 
every sub that would have renewed on that day, I think doesn't renew. And I don't think even think it holds to the next day or something. Like the, the person has to like resubscribe. If you're banned for like a, a month, you I think you lose all those subscriptions, right? And for a person who's been around for a long time building up subs, that can be, you know, thousands of people who now have to actively come and resubscribe, which they might not necessarily do. Especially people who may have just forgotten that they're subscribed. Now there's that many people like that, but some of them, right? There's a consequence here, but obviously for a person like Amaranth, who's making how many millions of dollars on her OnlyFans, and on, on, I guess she'll still be on YouTube, making so many sources of money. Obviously a one-day ban is not any kind of a consequence. So I'm not sure why they bother at all, you know? Other than that, I guess to put the fear of, well, maybe today, this is the time, or maybe the next time will be the time where you're actually banned forever. Like, Destiny had that, where he was banned temporarily so many times, and they eventually just went, fuck off, and I got rid of him entirely. What did you get banned for? I'm not sure. This was her ban history. Longest day being three days. It's funny that they went from a day to a day to three days to three days to a day to a day. Why is it continuous? Do bans really solve the problem and are enough disciplinary action or should there be more severe consequences? Well, if the goal is to stop Amaranth from doing things that break TOS, obviously the bans are insufficient because she has not stopped doing that. I mean, demonstrably so. Should there be more severe consequences? It depends what Twitch is trying to achieve. If they are trying to make Amaranth more cautious in terms of potentially breaking TOS, obviously more severe consequences are necessary or that won't change. Three from Brazza, how can things be made fair for all users no matter the status? I don't think they can be. Given the countless millions upon millions of people on this platform, it is entirely possible that people who are low in the totem pole because they get less scrutiny do things all the time that would get larger content creators banned. I'd be unsurprised if that wasn't true. In the same way that I've said many things over the years that if I was say 10 times larger, they would have blown up on live stream fails or blown up on Twitter and people would have started complaining nonstop, right? In fact, the slow progress of me moving into a level of popularity where it was even possible for people outside of those who knew me to care about what I say. Like, I, I was unaware when that happened and it actually bit me in the ass once or twice. I was like, oh, I'm actually large enough now that if I say something that potentially that people won't like, it might actually spread and people will comment on it. What, what I mean is, it is impossible for equal levels of scrutiny to be applied to all the millions of people on the platform, and it probably shouldn't be. But I suppose that's probably not what you're talking about. You're of the position that people who are larger get more preferential treatment from Twitch compared to smaller people. Because if you get banned as a smaller content creator, it's probably uh, harder for you to get unbanned than uh, if you're a larger content creator. But I think if you're a larger content creator, it's probably easier for you to get banned. So maybe it balances out? I don't know. Bro, it's unfair that good creators are getting banned for nothing, but people are practically naked and are being paid for it. And even if they do get banned, it's only for a day or so. I sincerely doubt there are more good creators being banned than people doing the other thing that you mentioned. Squeaky wheel gets the grease or what have you. It's not like the tens of thousands of creators who are good, who aren't being banned are on Twitter every day being like, I can't believe I didn't get banned today. And you're taking notice of that. You, you take notice of the, the injustices. The irregularities, the things that shouldn't have been done, rather than the things that are working as normal. And we're all we're all biased in terms of seeing anything in that way. The things that are irregular, the things that are wrong, the things that need need our attention. Those are things we obviously pay attention to. We don't pay attention to the nice 9.99% of times where everything is going perfectly fine and everything's working well. <laughs> like, find me a so-called good creator who has been banned as many times as Amaranth, right? I am a good creator, kind of, and I've never been banned on Twitch, not even once. My most recent sleeping test was the worst experience of my life. As you guys know, I once upon a time went for a sleep test and I described it as one of the worst experiences of my life. I didn't know if, like it was just coincidental that I slept so badly while doing the sleep test or not. 
Especially when I looked up and it, there's no suggestion that sleep tests normally cause pain or what have you, but mine did. Nevertheless, I've been sleeping so poorly that I decided to do another sleep test, as you can see with this picture here. Me strapped in with my bomb device looking thing, and I say, this sleep test better work this time, or the next time I am around people, I will start ringing the bell they gave me and set this thing off. Reference to Breaking Bad, ha ha ha. So I did a sleep test last night, and easily top two worst experiences of my life. Again, I don't know why, because there's no suggestion that a sleep test is meant to cause these problems, but I sat there for three hours. I don't know if I slept or not. I just remember telling myself different stories over and over, being like, why am I not asleep yet? This is so annoying. But over time, this massive headache just built and built and built in my head to the degree that I think this is what a migraine feels like. Because it was like I could taste pain. I wanted to claw out my own eyes. It was the most agonizing experience of my life. It took everything I could do to grip my teeth and just try and like not rip off all this device stuff and just get to sleep. It was utterly, utterly awful. The problem with this device is it has a limited amount of battery and they can only set it to record a certain amount of time. And so they needed at least five or six hours of me asleep to have enough data. And I went to bed at like 10 and it was going to end at like 8 a.m. and stop recording. And I think I might have gotten to bed around 3.30, like actually gotten to sleep as opposed to the sort of kind of sleep that everything existed before that. I have no idea if there's enough data, but I don't know if I can do this again. It was traumatizing. It was so amazing. I don't, I don't know what it is about my, my head. Maybe there's some electrical signal or something that this particular thing on my head just like I, I my, my brain doesn't like it or something, but it was just awful. And I feel so run down right now, unsurprisingly, because it was just not <laughs> good sleep again. But even if they get some result from this, like, what is it going to tell them? Oh, it seems as though Matt wakes up 19 times, has a massive migraine, and gets, like, less than six hours sleep every day. That's not true, right? <laughs> it just seems like such a very stupid test. So we'll see what the results are, I guess. I also haven't got the results of my blood test back from the doctors either. Like... I just want to know what's wrong with me, guys, so I can get back to doing things that actually matter, <laughs> you know? I purchased a defective laptop. So, two months ago, I bought myself an extraordinarily overpowered laptop with, like, a 40 series graphics card. Actually, I'll grab it for you. Got, like, a fan on the back and got, like, RGB and stuff. It took me, like, two months to actually open the thing and use it for the purpose I was getting it for, and it doesn't work. It's dead. This machine cost, well, I guess it'd be, like, 6,000 USD, dead out of the box. I'm gonna have to like return it or, or get it onto warranty. I, like it, it's Australia, so obviously there's consumer protections or that jazz. Like I'm not up shit creek without a paddle, but that it took me two months to open the box at all meant that it, it wasn't like just a, si a simple return to shop and get a new one or something. I never, I shouldn't have got the thing in the first place. I was gonna use it like just downstairs, keep it permanently there, set up like a, a system so that I could do cooking streams and stuff. What a dumb decision. Regardless, you know, very annoying. So quick up to this story, I ended up sending the laptop back to the people I bought it from and they sent me an email and they're like, yeah, um, we had the same issue you did that the display didn't turn on. But we just left it running for like five to 10 minutes and eventually it turned on. And we believe this is Windows memory training or something that just happens when you first boot up the laptop. We've run a bunch of tests and stress tests and stuff and it seems fine, so we're sending it back to you. And I w my response was like, you'd think that something would appear on screen and say that if this is just a routine thing, that this is how laptops are now, that you just need to leave them for five to 10 minutes, or whatever, to train memory or something. It, is, it seems wild. 
to me. But uh, let's hope they're correct and the laptop is fine. Not that I seemingly really need it, but I, you know, I, I bought it. I think if I, I mentioned before that I uh, wanted to do it, use it downstairs for the purposes of um, doing cooking streams or whatever. But who knows if that will happen. But yeah, so that's a small update. Hope you're doing good. Is Australia actually a part of Asia? I got a weird message on Twitter from Pedro. Dark Viper AU is Asian now? I have no idea what this meant. I, I have no idea what this is a reference to. I was completely at a loss. So what I said was, yes, I recently became Asian. And so I updated my bio to say recently became Asian. I further clarified by showing a map of Asia where it's um, a surprising amount of the world is considered Asia. Australians are Asian. And so here's a map, Asia location with uh, Australia red. And I said, me when I lie on the internet. Because obviously Australia isn't a part of Asia. With that being said though, because of our location in the world, we're a part of the oceanic region, which does contain, I believe, technically parts of Asia. Forgive me, I was incorrect here. The oceanic region does not contain parts of Asia. The reason why I was confused is because when I play games, if there are no Australian servers, often Australians will be paired in with people from Asia. This is because surprisingly, we are closer to Asia than we are to either the US or Europe. So bottom line, it is correct to say that the oceanic region borders Asia. It does not have a part of Asia in it. Check the replies to what? Oh yeah, yeah. AYUP points out, New Zealand isn't even on it. To which I responded, never heard of it. Because I did remove New Zealand from the map. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but I do. Rockstar has added new content, apparently. So my mod Well was playing GTA 5, and he got an interesting tooltip message, or whatever they're called, while playing GTA 5. Said, from Rockstar Games, content added. And it might be my favorite little, I guess, tooltip that I've ever seen in the game. I have no idea why he received this. Maybe he wasn't connected to the internet. I'm not sure. But I'm going to post this every single time a new update for anything Rockstar does comes out. Guys, the content has been added. I mean, people talk about how the word content feels so disposable, throw away. Like, it, it's it's dismissive of stuff. There's, there's no longer arts anymore. There's no, no longer creations. There's just content. My favorite YouTube channel has retired. As you guys know, many creators have been retiring recently. And by retiring, many of them are just like doing a bit less or moving on to easier content and other channels and stuff. Like the whole everyone's retiring thing is a bit of a meme. But my favorite creator actually did retire. As I show her on Twitter, my favorite creator just retired. Dark Viper AU Clips tweeted out, I am retiring. I'm not even sure I have a channel anymore. Lol. Rip, one of the greats. At one point in time was getting like a hundred million like main channel video views a month then just crashed into the ground and was getting next to nothing the punishment of youtube's algorithm for those who don't know dark fiber eu clips the channel doesn't even exist anymore it was rebranded re into dark fiber eu extras where i was gonna throw anything that didn't make it to the main channel didn't make it to the ramble channel but of course dark fiber eu extras didn't do well either it didn't the channel just couldn't work, so I've just abandoned it. Maybe I'll use it again one day, who knows, but the algorithm does not like that channel, and I got no specific content for it, so better it remain dead. This GTA 6 meme I posted was a bit controversial. So I had a little meme made, and it was a little bit controversial. So it's titled, GTA 6's story will be the same as GTA 5's. Lucia. Do you know why you're here? I guess witness protection. Bam, bam. Thought a pretty good meme. So, as I say here, I paid author Eretha to make this for me. Worth it. So, I found this person on their YouTube channel. They had this clip, which I don't think they'll mind me showing. 
It is actually like doubled in views because of I I I think I I linked it. I may it's blown up a bit. I'm not sure. Lucia, do you know why you're here? I guess it was the weather. So a lot of people had made that joke. A lot of people, but most people, including Flying Kitty, I believe. They put Michael's voice instead of Lucia's voice. The difference here is that AI was used on her voice to make her actually say the weather or witness protection. And that's what makes it somewhat controversial because of the current landscape of AI taking voice actors jobs and stuff. But in this particular case, I don't think it's that bad. It is after all just a meme and few words. It's not take anyone's job. It's just make a little meme, you know. It's not even that good. I think it's really good. Get out of here. I cannot stop complaining about stuff. So someone on Twitter pointed out something that I do quite a bit and uh, had a great suggestion that I stop doing it. Can you stop fucking complaining for once in your life? And I of course responded, no. Updating my bio to say professional complainer, which I do feel is to some degree an accurate title that I should probably have. A lot of my life is complaining. But uh, I think I complain only when it's justified chat. It just, there's a lot of stuff that you can justifiably complain about. I should probably make a list of all the different changes I've made to my bio after all this time. Maybe at the end of the year, I'll, uh, I'll tabulate them all into like a resume or something. This is how Twitch controls chaos looks in real life. Sometimes on Twitter, I get added in a post so many times and I'm just like, what could this possibly be that people are so interested in having me see it. This is one of those posts. Mercedes showing off their 360 turn feature in the new electric G-Wagon. And so it is just seven seconds of cars spinning around. And so those who are familiar with my content will know what this looks like. So as I said here, Chaos mod after chat votes, Grief of Jesus 50%, Teleport to Heaven 49%, Beyblades 1% and Random 0%. And as rigged as Chaos Mod is, the cars start spinning, Beyblading. Good meme. Why would you need a 360 turn feature though? The amount of situations you'd have the clearance to be able to do this safely. Yeah, I guess why not, but... This one small trick gets me huge engagement on social media. So I'm gonna be open and honest with you, chat. Sometimes I will take pictures of myself for Twitter because I know pictures of myself get like the most engagement of anything that I put on Twitter. I can sit there for hours crafting a perfect joke and it will get like 2,000 likes. I can take a picture of myself wearing a shirt and it will get like double that. So this is only within four hours. It has 3,000 likes. Guy prepares to go outside 2024 and it's just me wearing a shirt and I take a picture. <laughs> Got a farm engagement with pictures of me wearing a shirt. It happens so infrequently. As I often say, whenever I go outside, I do wear a shirt and uh, I will continue to take pictures of me wearing a shirt as long as you guys keep liking the posts. <laughs> Answering your most interesting questions. I have seen people talk about how they are afraid that GTA 6 will be a lot more politically correct and less abrasive than the previous games to appeal to a large audience. What are your thoughts on this? I sincerely disagree. I think they might take a similar tact to, say, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where the characters in that show do things that are horrendous, terrible, horrible, are politically incorrect sometimes. The people in the show are obviously idiots and 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 bad guys, right? And, and these things are played for laugh to be mocked. And any time that Rockstar in GTA 6 wants to do something potentially controversial, they'll just have like the bad character do it. And it will still be in there, right? To put it another way, 
Rockstar has been weathering criticism of Grand Theft Auto for how many years now? Since since GTA 2. And open secret, it's been suggested that they paid like magazines to write controversial articles about the earlier Grand Theft Auto titles being like, oh, this is not a child. This is not a game you want your child playing. Oh, no, terrible things in this game. Ah, and it, it just it just generates sales. I don't think Rockstar is uh, necessarily going to bow to any sort of pressure and, and not make the game that they want to make. You know, do you think GTA 6 should have realistic elements like damage, how much you can carry, hunger, thirst, etc.? No, I wouldn't hate it if they added these as like optional features or something like a separate mode, but it is a minority of gamers who like that kind of stuff. And I think it's more appropriate for certain kinds of games, like just every hour or so of gameplay, having to stop at a fast food place and just eat some food. I don't think that like adds to the game experience. It, it just takes away from it. You're trying to do something. You want to do something. Oh, I've got to go stop and eat. That sucks. Having like the optional ability to eat is cool, but having it as a fundamental aspect of the, of the game to keep yourself alive and that's it, not interested. Why do we need realism? The real world sucks, games need fun. There are some games where additional realism does add to the experience, but I just don't think GTA 6 will be one of them. Realistically speaking, I need you to like and subscribe so I can survive. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.